Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And this was fun. You guys make it easy, and it's, it's awesome seeing you guys, man. It's good, good sharing some stories and some laughs. Thanks, Appreciate man. Thanks for having me. All right, appreciate my you guys. For sure, Thanks. man. Appreciate right. it. Appreciate it, Jimmy. Good. Thanks for the kind words, brother. See you. Peace. Thank you. Jim Curtin, baby. No oh, man. Mookie used to be a baller, huh? Mookie used to be a baller. I don't know why you acting surprised. I, I still tell hey, you I'm better shit. than both of you guys, but you guys, you know, you guys got World Cups and you played <laughs> Champions League football. <laughs> what can I say? You know? Oh uh, man, but 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 Jimmy's world class, man. And uh that's, that's big smooth right there, man. So uh, thanks for having me, guys. Hey Jim, you're off you're right, off the me, show right, now. Let me, let me man. ask you a question. You're off the yeah. show now. Yeah. <laughs> you gonna get me in trouble now? You know, in production, when we transition, you need to yeah, talk from the green to the green room. <laughs> you was in the green room, Jim. You know, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I didn't press any Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Crack Podcast. So fun to be back in the new year with the Crack Podcast. Welcome to the show. You're on with your host, Mauricio Mookie Wilson. I'm joined by my two legends. Let's get up for Demarcus Beasley and Gucci on Yewu. Yo, that had, that had no feeling to that intro, by the way. Zero. This man lost it. He lost it. Yeah, he lost. <laughs> yeah, lucky I'm even here. God, no, dude, no feeling that intro. Zero. I had I had the whole intro planned out, and then turkey wrench over here. That was a, a monkey pass. You know what I mean? But fellas, how you feeling? What's going on? We have a great guest today. Let's talk about it. How you feeling? We have a great guest today. Yeah, how, yeah. Let's start, let's start with Mookie. Let's start with you. How you feeling? I'm alright, man. I, I was really good. Ready, prepping. You know how you about to play a game and then there's like a rain delay or the referee don't show up? Lightning delay. Lightning. It's more like, it's more like the referee had traffic. You know the referee, you waiting to play, you warmed up, you ready, and then the referee, like, oh, the referee's 10 minutes away and it becomes 20 minutes later. You're like, damn. I mean, usually usually there's a schedule of the what time the ref is supposed to be there. You know, oh, when, my when, there's, Lord. When, there's a, when there's a time on the sheet. It'll say game starts at six thirty. Ref got to be there at five thirty. You, you know, if ref right sees the game at six thirty all the time, don't you think he knows what time he's supposed to be there after the whole third no. season? No, no, no. Okay, listen. 
I have to adjust, not you bees, a media bees. That's the thing. That's the thing. I have to adjust. My bad. My bad. It's media bees now. Now <laughs> you know. You know. Bees, man. Bees' time is precious now. Oh man, <laughs> he's got other podcasts to jump on. <laughs> bees, you look like you're in somebody's I'm closet. Gonna, man. Where you at? Bet online remains your number one source for all sports betting this season. Everything from Champions League, Europa. La Liga, Bundesliga, EPL, and MLS, college basketball, NBA, UFC, MMA, and more. You always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, game trends at Bet Online. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable, Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus for your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BLEAV to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. What's up? Look like you're in somebody's closet. Where you come? Where you coming from? I'm in Mexico. Nice. Man, I'm in Mexico right now, yo. Thanks for the invite. Gucci, get your Gucci, invite. Gucci, weren't you just in, uh, in London? How was London? Or Manchester? Manchester. That's your backyard, I thought. That was your place. I know. I couldn't even get it. I, you didn't give me an invite. Couldn't I even get know. an invite. I mean, I had to see the shit on your, your uh, IG story. <laughs> he called to the shit that he was at the damn uh, Man, Man, Manchester City game. You know. I was like, wow. You know, we might as well keep it real and funky on here. You know what I mean? That's how Gucci moved, though. We all have some gripes with each other, you know? I, I don't know why you guys have... I feel a lot of tension on that side. No, I, I got nothing but love here, no, Before we started, you said you feel like bees... Bees didn't even know what part of the world you were in. You felt like, as a friend, how he don't know that? Yeah, that's true, though. That's true, though. You know, you know me, I'll be following bees like a fan. How am I supposed to know where he at? I'll be following bees like a fan. I ain't keeping tabs on this Yo, so, 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 bees, you foul for that, right? Cause you should at least know his background, right? <laughs> Been working with the man for X amount of years. But bees, I had to I had to see on his IG story this man had a birthday party for the fortieth. I don't know if you were invited, but I know gentlemen, I wasn't invited. Gentlemen, first of all, that was like in May, so I don't know why we're bringing it up in February. Bees, were you frozen in May? <laughs> don't say don't say y'all. I didn't bring it up. That's Mookie. You talk to him. This was this. Was, I didn't. I didn't say nothing about your birthday. This was a local thing. But no. But no. I didn't. I didn't. I did not get an invitation. I just want to know if you got an invitation. That's why I know. I see. I got to unfriend some people on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> you got to edit that. <laughs> you know, you got to block. You can block for certain things you put up. You know, how I'm, about to, I'm about to block you, old sensitive ass. <laughs> oh, I know, oh man, might as well block me. God damn it, shit. Well, listen, man. Uh, we here. There's a lot of money being spent around the world, man. Gee. You know, and uh, definitely, definitely, it's been crazy, crazy transfer uh, deadline. Uh, this whole January window on uh, the EPL. I want to talk about other leagues, but it's like all the money is being spent in the EPL, man. All the money being spent by Chelsea. Well, just say, I was about to say one club. <laughs> Premier League alone. Yeah, that's crazy. Gooch, can you? Can you? Can you? Talk to us about these numbers, man. How crazy is it? Well, the the funny thing is, is that 
But yeah, you didn't have to put up that. You could have just put up, you could have put up Chelsea's number. I'm just right. showing, first of all, you know, the Premier League, it's the difference in terms of what's being spent in the other leagues, you know? Um, but my point is, like, it's the winter window. That's what's, <laughs> I mean, that, that's what's crazy about it. It's like, it's not even the summer window where it's like, that's where, like, all the money goes in. This is the winter window, halfway through the season. The panic These, buys. I don't know if it's panic, but I do know a lot of them are over overpriced. But, bees, I put up this number and this this uh, this shot right here. So let me, let me, oh, go ahead. Yeah, because look at the, it's the difference in the Premier League and the other leagues is not even close. Even Bayern Munich, I said Bayern Munich is spending the same amount of like a bottom Premier League is spending. You know, Serie A, La Liga. I mean, it's coming like a lopsided European, you know, run, you know, in terms of the clubs. I mean, but to be honest, it's, it's only been one club, I think. Chelsea, what they spent six hundred and something million, um, or something yeah. like that. Something well, crazy. Well, this, this chance of when they're alone, they spent two hundred and ninety. Yeah, 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 I'm talking about in the first, in the last two, in the yeah, last, last two, two. Yeah. yeah, 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 it's ridiculous. But uh, yeah, last two. Um, but yeah, just just this January. Uh, but I mean, you know, the Premiership is. I mean, the Premier League. Sorry, it's always been like that. Mm-hmm. But but my question for y'all is. Because I see a lot of stuff that's written on Twitter and you know different blogs. Do y'all think that this is ruining football? You know, from a from a from a the standpoint where the player is so far fetched or not far fetched, but so far from the from the fan side that you know they can't really connect anymore because there's so much money being you know thrown around and spent on players. Now that fan and player engagement is just getting further and further. Do y'all agree with that or y'all cool with the spending I'll go. I'll go first, Gooch, and you can give us the technical. Obviously, you're executive and you've been in this role before. Um, my issue is the competitiveness, right, and the competition. You know, it looks like Chelsea, you're spending $290 million and, and second is Arsenal spending $56 million. Um, It seems to me the owner of Chelsea is trying to, like, buy up all the young players. You know, if if you look at the age level of the Chelsea players they're spending on, you know, 22, 18, 20 years old, 21 years old, and giving these players so much so much money on the transfer aspect of it. Um, you know, if you look at Chelsea, Chelsea is stacked. Every every uh position they have four or five players, right? And all these guys are getting over a hundred thousand dollars a week. So for me, bees, um, I'm not really concerned about them being a little bit further away from the fans. I'm concerned about the competition-wise, right? Are you still going to have opportunities for mid-level teams or even teams that's fifth and sixth to be able to compete for the for the title, you know, and have an opportunity at least, at least opportunity. Now you're just buying up all the players. Who the hell is left to, to, to acquire? Yeah, yeah but, I mean, but at the same time, so you think so? You think that the, the Premier League should have a system like the MLS did, basically? That's what you're saying. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. Yeah. I ain't putting words in your mouth, but that's what you're basically saying. I, what I do you mean by salary take, cap? Let take that one. Yeah, I mean that's what he's saying. And he's like he's worried about the competition of other teams in the league that can't compete with Chelsea because <laughs> they have more money than the other leagues. I'm sorry, the other teams in the league. Well, before he so answers that, I, I'll say that first of all, Chelsea in itself in the spending is like an anomaly, right? Like their spending alone probably totaled how many different countries combined and over that. So. Saying that, how can teams compete with Chelsea when Chelsea is currently 10th in the premiership? Like that spending obviously isn't translating to their performance on the you field. Can't, you one. can't say that because that spending is just is new, right? Correct. Uh, I'm just 290 you know, million uh, just spent. But, but, but the point is, 
Chelsea didn't just start big spending now, yeah. right? Yeah. Like at this level, I'm just saying like big spending doesn't always equate to championships or winning or whatever have you, you know? I think that the current owner of Chelsea, he definitely has a strategy mm-hmm. and it's not uh, going to, you're not going to see the fruits of it this this season, maybe not even next season, but I, I definitely believe that he has a strategy. I don't think that... Debo and every player. What's that? Debo and, yep. I said he would Debo and every player. That's, that's what he was doing. <laughs> well, look, I mean, at the end of the day, like he's not doing anything that Munich hasn't been doing in, in Germany in terms of overspending for their better players or Madrid or Barcelona haven't been doing in Spain over overpricing their players to get the best, better talent. They're just doing it on a global level. They just left the EPL and they're like, you know, we're just going to outspend the world together and, and do it, which is, it's making splashes, it's making headlines, but at the same time, they're still under uh, the uh, FIFA Fair Play rule. So as long as they're... They found that allowed, loophole, though. They as long as they're loophole. allowed to do it, I don't understand why you're not permitting them to do it. Other teams have the ability to do it, they're just not doing it. My concern is, is this, again, this is the competition of it, right? It's just the, the value of <clears throat> still being able to watch EPL and still be able to see six to seven teams competing for the title. So we think about what's, what's, what's next, Goose. Not what happened last season, but what's going to happen the next couple of seasons off of what they've shown these past yeah, you, you still going to see that. I, I mean, but now you look at it, you look at, you look at it, it's more exciting now because, to be honest, I know your Arsenal is doing well now, but they weren't, who you know, are the top, the, top the top of the table? The last couple top of years. the table, top of the table, Arsenal. You say, yeah. say the league. The league I, I said, leaders. wait, let me finish. Let, let me finish. Yes, let me finish. But now, but now you got you got you got Newcastle as well that's coming through. You know, Liverpool hasn't run that well. Tottenham is up and down. Man United. Wi-Fi bees. Wi-Fi bees. We should just put like a picture of him, like a cutout. <laughs> <laughs> what I miss. What, what, what I, I miss. <laughs> this is hilarious. I'm gonna buy bees like a portable router. Oh, he <laughs> need, need like a backpack with a router. You know what I mean? I'm gonna buy him a portable router. He, he like def, he definitely needs a backpack with a router for real. Let, let him just use my Wi-Fi on my phone plan. This is sickening, man. This is every time. But yo, look, look, at his, look at his face. <laughs> oh man, he looked like he's on. Uh, what was before MySpace, Gooch? Facebook? AOL? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, now he completely dropped off. Out of here. Lesson learned. No more shows from Mexico. Oh, man. What I'm back. Go? I'm back. What I miss? <laughs> Yo, I was, I, was, I was getting into a good conversation, too. God damn it, shit. God damn it man. But listen, man. Um, one of our peoples is here, and uh, I don't want to hold him up. Um, he's a great friend of, of us three, um, somebody we value, and we're so excited to have him on. Let's give a big, big, big round of applause, please, for Coach of the Year, Mr. Jim Curtin. <laughs> What's up, guys? What's Thanks up, for having me on, man. Great oh, to be on with you. 
Thank Good you for making time. Good to see some time. familiar faces. Yes, sir. Yeah. Coach this of the is, year. We're, yes, we're, we're, the honored, we're the honored ones that you took time away to speak <laughs> to, to, to speak us. You little can see people. them coming here from a sloppy Florida hotel room right now. Uh, that, uh, we're in preseason. You guys know about those Florida preseasons. It's a yes, it's a grind, buddy. It's a grind. Hey, <laughs> that hotel looked better than B's Mexico uh, 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 he's in. <laughs> They're giving you a hard time, B's? Hey, I ain't gonna lie, straight up. Yeah, always. You know it is. Hey, light skins against the dark skin. That's all it is. You know? Yo, Jimmy, me and B's got beef. We got beef. <laughs> I can tell some. I could. I could tell some uh, Mookie stories from way back. Oh, please do. Yes. <laughs> oh, please tell them. Yeah. Please first, please first, first them. of all, Look, I'm just getting... so happy to have a 79 on the on the on the air right now. You know, that's I saw, right. I saw Nick Romano the other day. And I had to hug. Him. I was like, Nike seventy nine. Let's go. You know, it's good. We still around. We still around, Jay. We still around. Yeah. Look, and it, this, the thing about the seventy nines, we were in that weird range where you know we didn't have cell phones in high school. You know, it's only four or five years difference than you guys, but it was a different. It was a totally different life because. If your buddies were out for the night and you didn't know you where know they were at, the night was over. You know what I mean? So you guys, it was a different time for sure. Like, <laughs> first of all, first of all, y'all are three years older than us. Stop it. Okay, exactly. just three years. Is, three years is, exactly. is that's all high school. That's everything. You three still couldn't hang out with us in high school. Oh, I, I know. I know. I didn't have no cell phone. I had a beeper, but I couldn't call nobody because I didn't have no cell phone. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, look, pay phone, right, call somebody. Shit. So, so Jim, every time we have a show, Bees always has Wi-Fi issues. If he's in Houston, if he's in Chicago, I don't care what state he's in, he has Wi-Fi issues. So if he does go out, just, you know. And he will. And he will. He will. And he'll come back and he'll say, what I miss? <laughs> <laughs> so, Jim, this, this is a dope show because, again, we all have a time period we spent with you. You know, myself, you yeah. and I grew up playing ODP. Uh, you and Bees start off your careers at Chicago. And then you had... Um, Gooch as well in your beginning of your coaching career. And I think that's yeah. special. That's why it was so key for, we wanted to get you on earlier, but we thought the right time was now, right before you started uh, the MLS season. And, um, you know, how you feeling, man? Excited. Always excited. At the beginning of every season, as you guys know, there's there's hope. You know, there's, yeah. there's 29 other teams out there that think they have something special. And um, to be honest, you know, only about five or six of them have something special. I think, you know, we all, we all, we all got to be honest on that. So that's the way it is. You know what I mean? You want to be one of those teams. So, um, you know, it, it's a situation where we're putting in the work in preseason. We're excited. Uh, again, man, it is, it is cool. I'm, I'm kind of having flashbacks with, with all three of you guys. I could tell good stories. I mean, should I start on the Mookie one? Oh, you shit. guys don't understand how good Mookie was in, in in his day. I mean, oh my gosh! So we the, would, last, the last the last thing we need is you to pump yes, this man's please. head up. That's the last thing. No, we I need. just I only man, tell he was trash. He was I only trash. tell the truth, Gooch. I'll get to I'll get to you, Gooch. I, I still owe you <laughs> more playing time. I know I do. I know I owe you more playing time. I do. I, I actually, Gooch. I look back on that roster and I looked at what we had that year with you in Philly. And I said to myself, I said, I, I did mess up. You know what I mean? I honestly like have self-reflected because if you look at the names on there and while we didn't have everybody healthy at the exact moments, I mean, the talent on that team is unbelievable uh, on, on that Philly team that, that you played on, you know, and, and, and I go back and I see like, you know, we'd win a game 4-0, but then we'd lose 3-0. Then we'd beat somebody 6-2, a top team in the league, and then we'd come back down. So. I actually have gone back and looked at that roster and said I, I, I messed up a lot there and I kind of uh, I, I reflect back on it and, and grow from it. But let me go back to Mookie. I'm going back to 
you know, I'm, I'm being serious. So because we are a little bit older than you guys, four years for three years for Gooch and then B's probably a couple more years older, you know, Wait, 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 wait. Don't age me. Bees is my exact age now. <laughs> he just looks younger than you. You're a liar. <laughs> Yo, so, no, but seriously, it was a time when, like, you know, everything was word of mouth and there was more, like, folklore with, with players. And if you're on the East Coast, uh, you, you knew some guys in Jersey, you maybe knew as far as New York. You didn't know anything about California. You didn't know Florida. You didn't know the Midwest just because that's how it was. Nobody had... You know, every every nine year old didn't have a highlight tape on YouTube that was up and and word just kind of spread, you know, through word of mouth. And, you know, it was myself, you know, Chris Albright, Ryan Trout, not to throw out names, but like we had a we thought we had a good team in in the Eastern on the Eastern PA teams that that I played on. And, you know, the name Mookie trickled down the East Coast and it got in a lot of people's ears. And we were like, oh, man, we're going to go up and play this team from New York. They got this kid Mookie. You know, let's all, you know, play a little bit harder, you know, and, and, and show this kid that, you know, Philly's Philly. You know what I mean? And we went up there and he dropped, a, I want to say, two or three goals on us, had assists. And we were running around chasing them. And it was kind of eye opening at the time. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying this because it was different when, you know, you, you, you thought you knew what the levels were like, Level-wise. you know, and, and how good players could be. Because we thought we had a good team. But the, the New York guys, you know, showed us that day and taught us a lesson. And, and we took one on the chin. But And then you go back to your your your, your club team and you're, and you're kind of going, all right, well, that's the, the goal to try to strive to be like. So, And I don't say that. I just say the truth, man. I, I don't say that to be nice to, to him. He was unbelievable. And, and we got a lesson that day. And I've, I've kind of stayed in touch ever since and have seen him grow and, and do big things in the game and it's been exciting to follow so yeah just a quick one yeah, i can remember those days man it was it was yeah, special and, and it was, it was we, the we same thing for France, us we went to France together you know yeah, as, the regional teams, yeah. as we got older and we got to yeah, travel yeah. The, the world at a at an age when we shouldn't have been allowed to just travel the world by ourselves <laughs> with no like there's no guidance with no guidance but but jim you know it was a mutual respect. I mean, playing versus Philly was a big deal. And you guys, we thought we were tough. And you guys were tough as hell, too. And, yeah. and uh, it, it was special times, man. And, you know, I always tell people that, you know, the generations of, you know, three years is, is huge. Because, you know, our generation, you had touch for a big man. Yeah. And I don't think that was appreciated until maybe you're late in your career, you know. And uh, and we came from an era where, you know, uh, there's a lot of English and European coaches who want a lot of uh, guys to go kick and run and stuff like that. And, you know, if you were coming out now, you know, can you imagine how many U.S. national team caps you would have? It it is different. It's cool to see the game grow. Um, You know, I I think I was just a good role player on a a really good team in Chicago, and I was lucky enough to play with the guy to your left, Mr. Beasley. Um, So, again, man, I'm grateful for all the teammates I had, and I think you learn – in every stop that you have during during this uh, this game, and and you know, I had some really great ones, and I've had good people around me the whole way, and uh, I'm I'm really fortunate and lucky that way. But Jim, I want to start it off because how tough was it as a young coach to to manage a World Cup European veteran like Aguchi Onyebo? So again, as a young player, uh, <laughs> or as a, as a young coach, just like as a young player, really, you think you have all the ideas and the answers, uh, and and until you're thrown into the job, you know. I was learning on the fly. You know, I got the head coaching job at, at 34, came into the job. And, you know, of course I said yes, because it's my hometown team and I want to do it, but I was not ready. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't ready to handle the media. I wasn't ready to handle, um, you know, when, when a, a big a big time player, um, you know, maybe disagrees with you on something different, you know, 
that can happen. So you have to go through those uh, those moments and experience them and learn from them. Um, so again, I, I'm grateful to have had an ownership group that had a little bit of patience. You know, um, they stuck behind me through some pretty tough times. Um, you know, we also won a lot of games too and sprinkled in there and, and, and went to some finals and have done some good things. So I'm grateful for all those moments. But yeah, when you when you have players come to you at, at, at certain parts of their career, you know, when, when it's um, you know, specific to Gucci's team, I mean, think of that locker room. You had awesome guys, first of all, but also awesome players and, and guys that have played Champions League. They had won everything. They played at top clubs in the world, AC Milan, Newcastle, you know, Gucci. Um, has seen it all, you know. So I have, I have Gooch in the locker room. I have a Moadu who, at the time, if you remember, Gooch was battling that injuries and trying yep. to come back. And people, another guy, people just kind of forget how good Mo was. You know what I mean? Like two way player. I know you guys, are, you're going to give him a hard time too. I can't compliment anybody. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> they won't but even Mo, allow Mo to come on the show. Mo, Mo at his peak. I mean, offensively, defensively, he was unbelievable player. But he was he was battling injuries. We had Ali Bedoya, Charlie Davies, you know, um, Chris Pontius. You know, we had some some winners and some real personalities. So as a young coach, man, I'm not going to sit up here and tell you I, I did the right things. That's why I started off by saying. I look back on that roster sheet and I go, man, I, I didn't do my job because I didn't get enough out of that group. I think if I had that group now with what I've learned and, and what I've grown with and what I've learned actually from those players and, and having hard conversations and saying, you know, you should have played me more and being blunt with me and being real. That's how people learn, man. I, I hate now we're in this kind of scared time where everybody's scared to have an opinion because they think it's going to get them kind of canceled or ended. Yeah. And, and we've become a little bit soft, um, um, for lack of a better word. Um, and the biggest problem is sometimes two things can be right. You know what I mean? I could still be a good coach, but I could have had a really bad coaching season that year. Like yeah. those two things can happen. You know, just like something can happen with, uh, you know, when Bees brings up the and actually has a real opinion about the national team. He speaks as, as one of the best players our national team has ever had. So people should shut up and listen to him, you know, when he says what he thinks should happen. And that's OK. Jim, and that's, that's, that's big. A lot so, of coaches don't don't say what you said. I want to know, Gooch, how are you feel sitting in this chair right now, reflecting back and hearing that look, from your former coach? <laughs> listen, first of all, I wouldn't have believed a word about you being a good player if the coach of the year didn't say it himself right now. So I'm, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you guys. <laughs> but no, honestly, when I came to Philly, first of all, there was discrepancy in me coming or not because uh, people yeah. were, were afraid of injury that I had in the past. And so I kind of got over that quick. And then obviously Jim was a young coach. But off the bat, there was mutual respect. Uh, one, because we knew each other's playing career. Two, because we had similar age. And three, just because we respected one another. So I don't feel I, I was at the point in my career where it wasn't, I just wanted to play. I just wanted to contribute to a team, you know, and I, I it wasn't even about anything besides being a good teammate. Um, so there, there were, there were times maybe that I, things I would have regretted doing that I wouldn't have done, but you know, it is what it Speak is. On it, like what, what did you regret doing? Did you, somebody can learn from this situation. Not regret doing, but you know, like, like he says, like when you're a competitor, you always want to play and you, you, you just want to be in there all the time, regardless of your age or who's around you. Um, and so, but despite playing, not playing, whatever, I don't think there was any like disrespect from one of either of us. There was no love loss in that point. It was yeah. like, this is a job. This is how it is. Cool. Yeah. You know? And I would, but I would he add, did I mean, kick that, and that scream. Team, he wanted to play a lot more. He felt he should have been playing a lot more. 
I mean, he did kick and the he I was there too. He was right. He was yeah. right. He should have played more. There's no question because we didn't win. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's that we didn't win enough. You know, we won a good amount of games. And we had, I, I will say, Gooch, that locker room was unbelievable. I mean, everybody yeah. got along well. We had fun. It was a good group. We were together. And I'll use I'll use the example. The perfect example that maybe sums it up is, you know, we played in D.C. So Gooch had, I think you had a lot of people at the game. And I finally decided to start you. <laughs> and what did we do? We probably played our best game of the year. I think we won 4-0. I and he scored? scored a dunk header. Remember the yeah, header he yeah. scored in that game? And he was like, yo, he was he was next level, like dominant. You know what I mean? And it was it was probably one of our best games of the season as a team. And it was kind of as as I probably would have done the same thing as a competitor. He he gave me like the he gave me a high five and a hug after the game. But he also said like I. He gave me the – didn't verbalize it, but he basically gave me the I told you. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> I'm the same way. You know, DeMarcus is the same way. Do you bench him next game? <laughs> 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 I him next game. <laughs> but no. here's, a, here's a real question. Uh, with Philadelphia <laughs> Union uh, pushing a lot of younger players, was, was there any pressure from the higher-ups in terms of playing time for the younger players with a person like a Gucci and Yeo on the field? You know, there's always, there's always, uh, you know, every company or every club does it a different way. And I, I've actually learned, and I, I say this, and people take it the wrong way. Your job as a as a coach, and this is going to get twisted, and say someone's going to take this soundbite and run with it. But your job as a coach is to grow the value of this of this club. That's it. It really is it. And with that is winning comes first. That's the easiest way. So I'm not saying it to to put just only money first. I'm saying. If I win, the rest of the stuff follows. If the young kids come up and we can sell them and develop them, that's a part of our, our business model. So there is certainly truth to that. But your job as as a, a leader of a club is to increase the value. And you guys saw the Forbes comes out today and all of a sudden LAFC is worth a billion dollars. You know dollars. what I mean? And I say that from the standpoint of I'm a coach first and I, I want to get the most out of my players. But if you separate all the noise and all the nonsense and all the things people will say and lie and – cheat and steal from that is your job as a coach if the club value goes up that means you're winning that means you're having success that means you're developing players so yeah you know it was never a situation where I had to guarantee young kids minutes Um, there was instances where you know if I go and I say that I want to be a coach of the Philadelphia Union and and our our first pillar is we, we promote from within you know and I and I choose Gooch every game over Austin Trusty even though Gooch maybe is going to make a heck of a lot less mistakes of, than Austin. You know what I mean? There's, 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 there's things that are weighed there. You know, and, yeah, and Gooch has said it. To, to your credit, you put your arm around that those kids and and you help them grow into players they are today. You know, so while it maybe hurts in the moment, and and I probably owed you more playing time. You're also a big reason. You don't want to hear this, but you're a big reason why this club was is successful. You know what I mean? So. Everybody plays a role in it, you know, and it's it's different, and it's it's the 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 bad part of the game, you know. And there's there's a million different directions you could go off of that comment, but. Oh, well, I got a question for you because yeah. in your tenure, you know, in terms of you saying a big part of the success, but you've been head coach while Fontana's gone overseas, both Aronsons yeah. have gone overseas, Mackenzie's gone overseas, like you've done. You've, you've coached all these players to their next step, their next progression. So, you know, Philly Union, you more specifically have been doing a good job at, at grooming these players to be prepared for a higher level of football. So 
like we're, we're, I guess within that question, it's twofolded. Like one, how has your enjoyment been collaborating the, the experienced players and then integrating the youth? And then secondly, what is your progression? Because you've done a lot already in your short period of coaching. Yeah, look, I think the first part, I owe it all to the, 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 the culture that we've created here in Philly and the, and the relationships. That's what it comes down to. If you have good relationships with the players and your staff and you kind of empower them, that, that's, for me, more important than any tactics, more important than anything I can learn going to watch Liverpool train or watch Jesse's team train at Leeds. It comes down to relationships, man. It, it comes down to treating people the right way. And I, I, I've been really lucky. And I'll say a name. Ali Bedoya is a huge part of our success, a guy that you all know. And if I don't have him and have him be the voice in that locker room, I have nothing. So I'm indebted to those guys forever, um, you know, the players that I've had and the players I've got to work with through the years. Um, I always say it, you know, when the team has success, all the individual accolades, that stuff follows and comes and you get guys winning best 11 and, and defender of the year and goalkeeper of the year. That, that takes care of itself. So the first part is, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm in debt to all the players for that. Um, they're the ones that win games ultimately. I'm just there to try to, you know, guide and, and, and keep them going in the right direction. I, I do eventually want to test myself against the best in the world at some point. Do I think I'm ready for that right now? I, I don't, you know, I, I don't think I'm ready. So I still have work to do here in Philly. I, I really like this project here. Um, we were close to MLS Cup, but I, I want to win an MLS Cup here in Philly. Um, Bees came out and saw uh, what we have there, and we're not perfect, but we're, we're moving it in the right direction, and it's been a fun part to do it kind of our way. You know what I mean? LAFC is going to do it their way. Toronto's going to do it differently. New England's going to do it differently. We kind of have our little niche that we've carved out and we believe in young players like you said and I, I, I have to owe uh, a ton to my veterans that I've had in integrating them into it and making the whole thing go uh, in, the, in the right direction you, you guys know. are like journalists now man Jesus <laughs> <laughs> but, you, you know before you got on we were talking about I don't know if you heard a little bit we were talking about Chelsea and all the money they've been, they're spending and Premier League as a whole yeah. um, how do you feel uh, about uh the salary cap that we have here in the MLS, and you think you, you think that could work or should work over in Europe as well in those leagues? Yeah, look, it's a little, it's getting a little outrageous over there. Yeah. And look, I'm I'm all for. I love when players get paid. You know, I yeah, look at course. guys now that come off the bench in MLS and they're making seven fifty and a million dollars, and I'm going, it's crazy. It hurts a little bit at first, but then you go, all right, it's good. This is a good thing. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? So I'm all for players getting paid. So don't take that the wrong way. Um, I do get a little worried when it becomes uh, less about the history of the club and, and Gooch and Bees can speak to this the best. They've played at historic clubs in this in this world, you know, top, top clubs that have a ton of pride and passion and everything in it. And, and if all of a sudden now it just goes to whoever signs the, the, the newest, latest oil chic, I, I, I think you lose a little bit of that substance. Um, uh, from the rivalries and the the, the, the different things. So uh, it's a it's a fine line. Look, I, I do think MLS should take the training wheels off a little bit, you know what I mean, because some of these owners do want to go. Um, I think it has to be at the right pace. I think it needs to be a little maybe quicker than we've done it, but you can't knock what the commissioner's done in our league. It's been uh, – It's working, huh? Yeah, it is working, and it's going good. And actually, you're looking now, a lot of Europe wants to kind of copy us because they see – they see Chelsea running away. They see a Man City willing to, to go crazy and spend. And, um, they probably have a little bit of fear there. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a slippery slope. You know, um, 
I don't have the perfect answer for you, but um, I'm all for players getting paid uh, what they're worth. And, um, you know, I, I do think you have to grow in a smart way. And you don't want to see our league just go too crazy too fast because, um, you know, I think we all experienced that. In the, we, we didn't experience it. We've heard about what happened in the, in the 70s and 80s in the, in the U.S. So, so yeah, I mean, and that's what, and that was, no, no, that, but that was a question I asked you guys. I don't know if Jimmy, you're on yet, um, you know, about you, when you talk about, you know, spending that type of money and, you know, having, you know, you said an oil sheet comes in and yeah. you, know, you kind of lose a little bit of that substance and a little bit of that, some of those robberies and, you know, that fan engagement, you know, that's what I asked these two before you got on, you know, do you think that the player in the club is, is kind of, are they separating themselves from the fans? You know, because the fan is what makes the sport beautiful, you know? And, you know, now nowadays you hear fans are very vocal and they're like, oh, you know, if, if this guy's a hundred million, they expect something right away. And if he mm-hmm. doesn't do something right away, then they're, they're, they're done. You know, he's, 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 he's shite. He can't play. Why do we buy him? And then after that, it's, it's all hate. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just think, I mean, yes, I'm the same as Jimmy. I, I want players to get their money. They should, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I just feel a little bit where that the, that type of spending is getting to where that fan engagement with the player, with the club is getting further and further apart. That's a great, that's a great point. And you worded it perfect. You know, you're, you're starting to have a real separation. And look, I, I say it a lot, you know, power it, – it's careful. It's a gift and the curse, right? It, it, the players are going to get criticized a lot more. The coaches are going to get fired quicker when, when the more money comes in as well. So there is a, a balance to it. I, I say power, power is always a, a dangerous thing. You know, it, it, uh, it attracts the worst, you know, and it, it, uh, it corrupts the best. I say, I say it a lot. It's the way it is, man. It's, it's, it's the truth. You know, That's so, good, good you know, use, use Graham Potter as an example. He's at Chelsea now, right? So he goes from Brighton and he has this way of playing and everyone falls in love with him. And he's a genius. He's a genius. He's a genius. He's the same coach at Chelsea. But how's it not, you don't win a couple games. He still sees the game the same way. You can see it on his face, you know, where he is aged probably five years already mm-hmm. in the job that he's been in for three months. You know, so, man, it is it's it's really tricky, man. It's it's it's. It's a dangerous thing, and, and I'm on Bees' side. I, I, I like the doing what you're doing in Fort Wayne, growing it yourself, you know, making it step-by-step step and having some organic roots to it is, is a little bit more of a cool process, you know, than uh, just going out and saying, I'm, I'm buying this whole thing and we're going crazy. And, again, I, I respect what the Chelsea guy's doing. He's, he's putting his money where his mouth is, but is it what's best for soccer? Ooh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. He showed a, a, a diagram of all the players he has in each position. And it seems to me he's just buying up the best talent. He don't care. Correct. You it know? doesn't always work. It doesn't always work, you know. <laughs> uh, what, what, what has worked for you guys is building the academy. And I always feel the best coaches have to start out coaching in youth football. Uh, talk a little bit about, about the academy in Philadelphia. And right now, to me, is the best, the best program in the country. Speak us a little bit about, about that. Yeah, look, it was um, what I got thrown into right away as a, as a coach. I started quite literally with two, three, four-year-olds. I, they must have been doing it just to see if I was serious about coaching, but they threw me right into that. And I was playing literally a version of like a, 
a Red Rover game and they're blasting shots at me and I'm covering up and I'm kind of going, man, I just lost a playoff game to, to David Beckham and now I'm, now I'm getting blasted by three-year-olds with balls and I'm thinking, how did I get here? This isn't for me. But I stuck with it. You know, in coaching young kids and, and boys and girls, I learned so much. I was able to make mistakes, try new things. Um, they pick things up a little bit quicker. They're like sponges. So, you know, it's, it's in some ways easier to work with you know, 13, 14, 15 year old kids than it is professionals that are already set in their ways. So it was really important for me. Um, like I said, I made a lot of mistakes then. I made a lot of mistakes. I still do uh, all the time. But um, that coaching young players really helped me grow. Um, I had some success with the U17 team. We won uh, the Generation Adidas Cup. And then from there, got to do some work with the first team as an assistant and just kind of um, kind of ran with it. So yeah, I'm, I'm so grateful for that time. And, and again, I can't stress enough for young coaches out there. Um, have patience, you know, stick to what you believe in. And, and eventually, I think the good people in this game still uh, get taken care of. And I'm lucky to sit here with three of them right here. Definitely, man, definitely. Um, you know, you in 2004, you were an all-star. So I don't want people to forget how good of a <laughs> career you, you had as well. But what did you think about this little punk bees? He first came. Why are you getting, why, why are you getting on me? Like, he, we, we right, we, I knew you guys were going to be hard. So I don't hope you know. It's your turn, Bees. It's your turn. <laughs> so Bees, first of all, when people ask me best teammate, Beasley is is such a good teammate, man. He We played – this is, again, how old I am, but we played three in the back before anybody was playing three in the back, and I was in between mm -hmm. C.J. Brown and Boca Negra, so I just had to sit back there and do nothing. We would shift our whole back three, <laughs> would just kind of cheat to the right, um, and bees would literally just cover when I say the whole left side, the whole left side. And that, the only reason I was ever an all-star was because I had, I, I, they made me look so good. I had an easy job. And look, I, I, I wanted won trophies with bees. I lost trophies with bees. Um, but the, the best compliment I can give is, you know, when you talk about consistently playing every day, never injured on the field all the time, the talent obviously spoke for itself. And that was, you know, you know, world-class talent. World -class. Um, but to do it in the biggest games like he did was something that I always remembered and, and respect the most about him. Um, the only guy on the Chicago fire in 2003 in the MLS cup that actually stepped up and played well was like the youngest guy on the field in the game, which was DeMarcus. So when all of us kind of, had an off day and, and let ourselves down. I still think about that one, B. Sorry for letting you down on that one. But yeah, nah, man. I He played the biggest game. You did let me down, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I say it all the time, too. So it, I don't know what your order is, but for me, it's Bees, Landon, and, and Clint, whatever your order is, those are the three for me uh, of all time. Uh, and I mean that with, with the USA. So you talk about longevity, the clubs that he played at internationally, a winner, you know, trophies. Um, just personality-wise, too, keeping his mouth shut. Like, he just he just got up. He got fouled. He got beat up in every game, fouled, kicked, and just would get up. No problem. Let's go. Never injured. It was amazing to play with him. And That's the most frustrating playing against him. I remember kicking the hell out of him. That's the most frustrating playing against him. I remember kicking the hell out of him, and he just gets right back up. Like, fuck. Yeah. But um, speaking about the USA, I'm not going to ask you about the Greg Berhalter situation. You but can ask. Gonna, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm easy. But, but, <laughs> oh, I like he that. said, I want to talk about it. Go yeah. on. <laughs> Before we get into that, he stole your swag, man. You were the coach who used to wear 
the real dunks, Nikes, and <laughs> and had some swag. And you know how to do it right. He he made it look corny. I'm trying to tell you right now. He made it look corny. Okay. But, but I don't want to see any more coaches doing that. I appreciate that. I, <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I did. I had it a little. I think I had it a little before. But yeah, I don't want to get into into who had it first. But everybody should have their own style, and that's good. I. I uh, but that's I my soft team. segue into into, into that situation, right? Because obviously, your former GM, um, Ernie Stewart, was a part of this soap opera. You know, yeah. um, Claudia Rainey, obviously a person that you've played with and yeah. you know you have a friend with. But I think the real question to you is like. How do you feel as a coach of parents stepping in or playing a part in terms of worrying about their kids playing time and their job that they're doing? How do you how do you take that? Yeah, look, um, so the whole situation, you know, it you for, instantly I felt bad for the family members. You know what I mean? That's where that's where my yeah. my brain goes just because they didn't ask to be in the spotlight, in the limelight to have their name you know, out there. Um, and that's hard for for. Um, for different people. Uh, I think that was, was, was difficult. Um, you know, in, in terms of, you know, talking about playing time, I, I think it's, we, we've changed a lot, right? You know, yeah. I'm from an era where I didn't dare even talk to my coach or complain about playing time, and no matter what my mom and dad, if I came home to them and complained, they'd say the coach is always right. And that's yep. the way it was. I get times have changed and that's an archaic way of thinking. Um, but to see it happen at the highest level like this, you know, the, the other thought that came into my mind, aside from feeling bad for the families is this is going to end bad for all of them. You and know, yeah. I knew that I said that right away in my brain. I said, damn, you know, because this is going to hurt all of them for the rest of their careers. careers and it's going to yeah. not just the friendships, but just, you know, the, the different things. And, and, and people, obviously noise will come from the outside and you know, people who aren't in the know of all the details in the court of public opinion, those details don't matter don't anymore because it's just going to be a bunch of whatever the, the mouth breathers on Twitter want to say, you know what I mean? And once it starts, it's, it's over, you know? So you knew it wasn't going to end good for anybody. And, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, you're seeing changes, uh, a lot of changes uh, at U.S. soccer uh, as a result of it. Whether they're good or bad, I don't know. I don't have those answers, but um, certainly uh, not a good situation for everybody. And, and you know, the, the, the getting involved in the playing time as adults, uh, that, it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I, I'm, I'm not for Have you that, ever been you know? through that? Have you ever been through that situation? In the pros? Have you, yeah, I was about to say, have you ever had a parent do that? Yeah. In the pros, you'd be surprised. Like, you know, you, you try to be comfortable with everybody. Like, my players have have my cell phone. I want them to text. I want it's different times for sure. Um, nothing's ever crossed the line in terms of playing time. Do I know? Do I know? Because I know I'm this close with Mr. Aronson. Do I know he's pissed when I don't choose Paxton? Yeah. You're damn right. I know that, but he knows not to cross. He exactly. knows not to cross that line. And, and that you know was my I mean? that, that was my thing, Jim. It's like. It's okay for uh, uh, Claudio and his wife to be upset. Of course. Pissed off, angry in the stands. That's fine line. You cross that line, contacting somebody's somebody's boss is where, like you said, their career is over after that. You know, not just Yeah, yeah, especially friends. You know what I mean? That's where where it gets a little, oof, man, tough one. But... Yeah, one man's misery is another man's opportunity. Are, are you eyeing that U.S. job? You know what? Um, of course, I'd love to coach the national team, if that's what you're asking. But I said this before, and I mean what I say when I say it. 
whoever they choose, if they choose Jose Mourinho, if they choose Ancelotti, if they choose Jesse Marsh, I would also I'd be their assistant. You know what I mean? Like that's how important I think this World Cup is. And I you think would that's leave how we your head coaching job it. to be a U.S. assistant. Yes. Wow. <laughs> so when I say that, I, I, in 2026, guys, I, I don't think I, you guys understand it, but I, I don't think maybe the outside realizes how important this World Cup is. This mm-hmm. is in our country, you know, with a, a good group of young players. We could discuss how good we think they are and how good we don't think they are for sure for hours. Um, I still think we had great players, you know, back in your guys' World Cup. Man for man, you could go through the list of yes, yes. 2002 as an example. And guess what? A lot of guys played in Europe and a lot of guys were captaining big yep. teams in Europe. So yep. we've made steps for sure. We're deeper pool. But are we better? Um, we could we could have a beer and argue over uh, over some things. But I, I do mean what I say when we have to identify who – first of all, we have to identify who's in charge. That's number one, right? I think that's the first step. And then from there, I think coaches have to be humble enough to say – if they choose Jesse as the guy, I would be just I'd love to be Jesse's assistant. I'd be honored to. And I think I could share maybe some defensive ideas that I have that I think would be helpful. Uh, maybe there's if we decide whoever is in charge decides we want to be a transition team, go out and hire whoever you think is the head coach, but get the best guy in the world right now at transition. You can't leave any stone unturned. I don't I think you actually have to spend whatever to get these guys and, and make them happy and make that staff strong. I, I believe that. And maybe that's controversial. But and I, maybe I'm going a little too like NFL football, but I think there should be a head guy. I think there should almost be an offensive coordinator, a defensive coordinator, and they've got to be like top, top, top guys. And whoever they are, let the search go on. And, and you know, I think if you do your the right research and interview the right people, I think you could get a, a really good staff that could do some some damage with the talent pool that we have. So well, I'm not I'm trying to throw something out there. I'll, I'll hold my tongue throwing something out there. I, I think Gucci and Yeo should take Ernie Stewart's job. Or Phil, I'm just throwing it out. There. I've heard that name. I heard that name out there already. So yeah, we need to make that happen, Jim. Make your well, call. Jim. Well, look, if Jim is putting that out there, I'm going to take it. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> so I've heard. I've heard that. But, and, but you know, and I, it, it, it's interesting that, that you say you're, you're approaching it almost like an NFL because you're right. In three years, this is it's a unique opportunity for American soccer for the for the popularity of the sport for the progression of the sport. And and I agree with you. Like there needs to be a heavy investment, not just this. You can't think of it in the same frame way that, that we've been thinking of it. Like if we need to hire a defensive specialist or an offensive specialist or even X, Y, Z, I think, you know, those are the, the resources that we need to put in. And maybe we don't win the World Cup, right? And I don't think anybody would cry if, if we didn't win it, but we need to, as a country, use that as a platform to progress past where we were. Uh, a couple months ago, right? And that's, I think that's, that will put us on the pathway to progression and to attracting more, more, more people to this sport because we're one of the few countries where it's not the main sport that people follow. And all of us would, would love in our lifetime, which might not be the case, but for soccer to be competing with NFL football or, or NBA basketball, you know, in terms of its popularity and its following. I believe, though, we're, we're, we're getting there. Um, we are. I agree, now, too. We're moving. Now, when I, when I go to the park, uh, I live here in Manhattan. When I go to the park, kids are playing soccer more than basketball, baseball, football. And that surprised me. It's not just the immigrants, either. You know, it's Spanish, you know, Europeans, whites, but American kids have a soccer ball in their hand at five, six, seven years old out there playing pickup. You know, it's so great to see. Encouraging. Yeah. 
But but Jim, what do you think? Let's talk USA. No, hey, wait, 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 wait. Oh, before phone. before you before you go on. Oh shoot, he had yeah, a question. So, um, I got a question for all of you, to be honest. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, question for you. Yeah, question. yeah, yeah my, my Wi-Fi, my Wi-Fi is working right now, so I can ask a question. <laughs> hey, so okay, we talked about 2026 and what it could do for for our country, our league, for football in this country, everything. What specifically do you think it can do? Obviously, in '94, uh, you know, MLS came out of that. You know, a, a huge, uh, uh, you know, huge upside of, of, of bringing soccer in this country and bringing a professional league and all that jazz. So, kind of a little bit to everyone. Like, what do you specifically, specifically think that the 2026 World Cup can do for for football in this country? Yeah. So, winning is is the ultimate. That, that's the number one thing that moves us forward. So to Gucci's point, we have to go further than we ever have. You know, that has to be priority number one. Because you know how we are as Americans. We only support what we're the best at. That's, that's it, it, man. That's, that's it. why we're the best in, in basketball and, 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 and football and baseball. Well, actually, baseball now. If you just go by Dominican Republic, it's all that's Dominican it. Republic. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing it. what they, that small country does. But my point is, you know, yeah. <laughs> as a country now, if we, if we do well in this World Cup, Selfishly, I'm going to say it will make MLS like skyrocket. I think all of a sudden now, look, we might not surpass England yet or, or Germany, but I think we can start to get in the discussion, you know, with the Italian league, Serie A, and mm-hmm. all that hundreds mm-hmm. of year history. Mm-hmm. If we make a big step, I'm telling you, and the, and the prices are right and it's done the right way, and people will come to this league and look at it as a league of choice. I really do believe that. Um, Look, man, the people in charge aren't going to lose. You know, the, people make fun of this Apple deal. It's like name something Apple's messed up and, and completely failed at. Like they don't they don't tie on to these things if they don't think they're going to be successful. You guys know the ownership groups now. Um, they're going to push this thing as far as they can. These are men and women that, like I said, don't lose. So they're going to push this really hard this next four or five years. Um, so my answer to Bees' question, if we have success at the World Cup, I could see our league – becoming a top five league in the world. Um, to Mookie's point, every kid in my neighborhood now wears MLS gear, which blows my mind. You know, they're, they're into the union, which, trust me, when I say growing up in Philly, that I, I never up. thought I'd see it in my lifetime, ever. Like, it's a, it's that's a because, football, that's because basketball, recent success. baseball town. So I think success and winning in that, in that World Cup and getting to a final eight, final four would be incredible. And I think you'd see it really take off. And I know we have a lot of work to do to, to get there, um, so I'm not naive to it. But people make fun of me all the time when I say that this league's going to be a top league. And I don't know. I, I just think it will. And, and, and maybe it's 10 years, but I think that it's going to be pushed that way. All right. So, listen, we discovered some things today. Jimmy Curtin, U.S. national team coach. No, no, don't start that. Don't start <laughs> that. Young Yevo, GM of the U.S. soccer. <laughs> Marcus Beasley, water boy. <laughs> and make me nuts. Um, Bees can still play. Fuck off. Bees still play, but he, he uh, Bees can still play. I ain't gonna lie. He's still, he still. Hey, I, I gotta he's go still, a He's still in the preseason. He's still in the preseason. Bees could play left back right now in MLS. I guarantee you. I guarantee Bees could play left back in MLS right now. You put the money on that? I would. Not for 40 minutes. For, for 90 minutes? For 90 minutes? 
<laughs> Maybe not ninety. I don't know. I don't know what he's. I don't know what he's up to the, the past couple months. But let me. Hey, let me get in shape. <laughs> hey, hey, you hey, know, hey don't start rubbing your ear, man. Have some faith. Have some faith. <laughs> Jim, how do you see the players yeah, coming over from I Europe now? And the difference between the the, the homegrown players or the, the American, the MLS players. Do you see in the gap getting a little bit smaller? Yes, without question. I, I think on, on all things, not just on the playing field, but you'll see now when, when kids come over here from Europe and they're, I'm not talking about older guys, younger guys, they'll come over and they'll say, number one, they can't believe the facilities. So, you know, they pop into training, the training grounds, the, um, the equipment that we have, the, the resources that we have, um, the stadiums, you know, they talk about that um, pretty openly, how impressive it is. And I will say our young American kids at the top end, um, you know, are, are, are pretty special. I, I do think they're talented. Do we need some more guidance? Of course. Are we perfect yet? No. But, um, you know, we have a couple kids in our group now. The kid Jack McGlynn, the left-footed ah, kid. Ah, yeah. no, he's not a Philly kid. He's a New York kid. Yeah, I know he's a New York kid. But okay, I'm a Philly okay. kid now. So. <laughs> See, you, he's, an, he, he's an Irish kid. He's an Irish kid. He's an Irish boy. He's an Irish boy. Big up to Paul he's and, got and a left foot, though. He's got a left foot, though, that you can't coach. You can't teach what he has, you know. So that isn't that isn't the credit of a coach. That's the credit of a, a mom and a dad, you know, who developed him and, and brought him up. And I think that gets forgotten so much. We all want to take credit for these kids, but really it's – it's Mr. and Mrs. Aronson or Mr. and Mrs. Beasley that make a player. You know what I mean? Yeah, At the end of the day. So, I hate when coaches um, and trainers yeah. say, this is my kid. I made him. You yeah, did a yeah, damn thing. Sure. Yeah. You had yeah. the privilege of, 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 of working with him. You know? But, yeah. But uh, listen, man, this has been a joy. And, uh, well, I got one more, I got one more okay. question before we let him go. And this is a quick one because <clears throat> from your progression. Well, actually two questions. Shit. I got two, but I'm going to ask this one real quick. I didn't know we could curse on here. You guys didn't tell me that. We can curse on oh, here. It's the crack, baby. It's the crack. This is syndicated. Yeah, man. Yeah, throw it out. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious <laughs> your perspective because you're you're speaking freely, and I love that about you. Um, and you said, you know, you started your head coaching career when you were 34, very early. And there's been a real big uh, push in terms of diversity hirings throughout the league and throughout the, the ecosystem of U.S. soccer. What is Philly Union doing to kind of increase the diversity in terms of their coaching, their staffing, all the above? And giving, giving, yeah, giving, look. giving individuals opportunities to, to, that you had when you were coming up. Yeah, I would still say across all sports, still n- nobody's doing enough. You know what I mean? And that's the, the blunt way to put it. And I, I think... Until when you when you talk about NFL ownership, NBA ownership, MLS ownership, um, for the most part, it looks a certain way, all right? And you guys know that, the, the way it looks at the top. Until that starts to change more and, and they're allowed in at the top, at the very top, I don't think you're going to see the changes that, that it deserves. You know what I mean? So, you know, if you look at the, the amount of black coaches in our league, it's, it's horrible, there's not enough, you know, there's not even close to enough. Um, you know, we're a club that is trying to improve on that and get better, but I still think we need to do more, you know, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it and lie to you guys and say we're doing this and that or, or brag that our, our Union 2 coach, Marlon, does an amazing job because he does, but I just think it needs to be it needs to be much more, it needs to be better, and I, I do think that those things happen more at the very, very top of the organization until it starts to change 
you know, in ownership groups and, and more and more owners get involved. Um, you know, Kevin Durant's come into ours and that's helped us a ton, you know, um, just open up much more doors and, and, doors. and, and getting kids involved more um, yeah. and, and just him reaching out to our players and having them, you know, just just talk to him, you know, and him, him be present. So I think we have a lot of work to do. Uh, I think you're seeing some things put in place that, Sometimes we form these committees and subcommittees, but do we really, really attack the issues and make change? Not always, you know. I, I, I always, I always almost get worried whenever a subcommittee. I hear a new subcommittee's been formed. I kind of go, oh, okay, that means you feel guilty for something that's not happening, you know. So, and, and that's not an MLS, just an MLS thing. That's in every company Across in the, the world. world thing. So, um, to answer your question, we don't do enough, and and we have to improve. Um, so, yeah, that's, sorry, the nicest way I can put it. No, no, I mean, for one, I, I appreciate the transparency, and, and I agree, you know, there, there has to be intentional movement on all fronts. You know, it can't just be an afterthought or, like you said, I feel bad, so we're doing this. You know, it, right. has, to, it has to be a, a, an intentional momentum to to do something, to make change. So hopefully everybody, you know, whether it's from the top, down or the bottom up, there are going to be some kind of balance in between that. And uh, we can see a lot more of that needle being moved in the right direction. Yeah, because yeah, if you look at the quality of the players in our league, you know, the percentages don't you know, represent the, no. the coaches, not even close, whether it's NFL, NBA, MLS, baseball. As well as, well as the academy, the academy level as well, too. There's not enough black coaches yes. in the academy. That's why it concerns me the most, because you have in these minorities playing in the academy, playing in the environment that I used to, and they just don't have somebody who there who represents them. So I, I, yeah. that, that's what we're working on in the Black Soccer Coach Association and pushing for. So, you know, we got to keep on putting the, uh, the pedal to the metal, you know. Definitely, man. But Jim Curtin, baby, came through. Hey, what are we looking like? Listen, you, you went to the finals last year. You're not always guaranteed back. How nervous are you to – so it's the fans are going to want it. The fans expect semifinals, finals. You got a lot of pressure. Philly, Philly fans in every sport are re- relentless. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they let you know when it's good or bad. That's for sure. So, yeah, we got – look, we have um, we have five trophies on the line this year. We're playing in Champions League. There's that new Leagues Cup. Um, so it's an exciting season for us. Uh, we're going to go for every trophy. Uh, Open Cup, MLS Cup, Supporter Shield. So, yeah, it, it, we were so close last year against LAFC, almost pulled it off, almost pulled off the upset in their building, uh, about as close as you can get. But, you know, I believe things happen for a reason in this game, and we've taken a step forward each year. Um, while that growth, is, that step's been maybe slower than the fans always want, um, we've moved forward each year. So the next logical step is for us to win MLS Cup. And, you know, I can't guarantee that we'll do that, and I'm not stupid enough to do that, but we're going to fight like hell to try to get back um, because we got a taste of it. And... Uh, those are the games you want to play in as players, you know, in the biggest games, in the biggest moment. That's when you get better and that's when you learn about yourself. So, um, yeah, that's a, it's our goal for I next season. Me, our guys are hungry. For me, that MLS Cup was the best MLS, most entertaining MLS game and, yeah. and final. I wouldn't have been mad if it went either way. Honestly, it was uh-huh. like, what the hell's going on right now? Both teams deserve to win. It was, it was sad. It was bittersweet at the end. I'm like, damn. How are you going to say that? And you and you and you play for Philadelphia Union because Ooh. it was a great game. It was Ooh. a great game. It was a great. Somebody's got to lose. Somebody's got to lose. Gotta, I thought I mean, you said, I mean, but you said, but you said you don't care who won. 
You should no, care. I, I didn't say that. I said it was such a good game. It was going back and forth. Like Bees, maybe he felt he didn't get enough playing time to feel that close to Philadelphia Union. Bees, I think that. your Wi-Fi needs to cut back out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put it this way. We can agree on this. I, I've hated Gareth Bale ever since that game. I was about to say, I would want to fight him so. if I was you. I would have Gareth Bale. Dog. Golf and, then he reti- and then he retires. And then he just retires. Yeah, he's golfing. Like, I, I got to watch him golf now on TV. I'm like, what the hell? This dude's haunting my life. Yo, go team, do shit all game. Even he came in Nothing. and then fucking banged the head. Up. Holy, yeah. God, he got up. Oh man, yeah. tough. Yo, coach's job is, is, is no header. joke. Coach's job, but yo, all all love to the family. Um, yo, uh, wish you all the best for this season. Yeah. Yo, you one of us. You one of us, man. So every time you do something, we wish you always cheering for you. And uh, your first class, and thank you for coming on as well, brother. Hopefully, you can come back again when you get back to the. Finals. Anytime, man. This was fun. You guys make it easy, and it's it's awesome seeing you guys, man. It's good good sharing some stories and some laughs. Thanks, appreciate man. Thanks you, for Jimmy. having me. All right, appreciate my brother. you guys for sure. Man, appreciate right. it. Appreciate it, Jimmy. Good. Thanks for the kind words, Thanks, brother. See you. Thank you. Jim Curtin, baby. No oh, man. Mookie used to be a baller, huh? Mookie used to be a baller. I don't know why you acting surprised. I, I still tell you I'm better shit. than both of you guys, but you guys, you know, you guys got World Cups and you played <laughs> Champions League football. What can I say? You know, uh, man. But 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 Jim is world class, man, and it's, uh, that's, that's big smooth right there, man. So um, thanks for having me, guys. Hey, Jim, you're off. You're off the show now. Let me ask you a question. You're off the yeah. show now. You're going to get me in trouble now? In production, let me transition. You need to yeah, talk to from the green, to, from the green room. You was in the green room, Jim. You know, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I didn't press any buttons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, um, what do I gotta do? Do I gotta do uh, I gotta I got hang you. up or I got you, Jim. I got you. Yeah, you, yeah. Just don't get me in trouble. Yeah, you just push this. Bees, you're the last person yeah, to tell them up. what you need yeah. to be doing <laughs> on this program. You're the last person. Yo, yo, all I heard was Jimmy's voice in the background. I'm like, where the <laughs> is he? Is yeah, he still here? <laughs> Why is he still mic'd up? Take his mic. Oh, oh man. man. Uh, hey, listen. Hey, Mook. Hey, Mook. I got a real question, though. I was playing tennis with Bees the amount of times he went off and on, off and on. <laughs> like I was. Go ahead. Go ahead, Bees. So, what bullshit ass <laughs> question you got for me? All right. So, oh, when did you know, know you when like did you question. realize that, that you wasn't going to be a professional footballer? Like, when was it the time or the age? Or maybe mm-hmm. something you said, or maybe it could have been an injury or whatever. Like, when did you know that was probably not going to be that, you know, that that um, that avenue for you? Yeah. You, you know what? Be real talk. Me, real talk. Yeah. No, that's a great question. Because for me, when I was growing up, I already we didn't have MLS on the come up. MLS came in 96. I went I went I was graduating high school in 97. So my thought process, I had a brother eight years older than me and I saw him play in the A-League. And every two years, he went from city to city. Every two years, you know, they didn't make that much money. So for me, I didn't have a, uh, I didn't even think about playing pro. I thought about getting a full scholarship to college and just just being the rock star in college. And um, when I got towards the end of my career, I got called up for the Jamaican national team and I saw there was opportunity to play. 
And um, when I went to play in the, uh, I think I can't remember if it was A League or USL at that time, my first injury, I was done. I had other, other aspirations and I wanted to be Puff Daddy and I wanted to do media. I wanted to do music. I wanted to do marketing. And um, I, I was I had three jobs in in in, uh, in college. I had three companies in college while I was playing soccer. So uh, I look back now. If I had if I if MLS was a better um, shining star that I could say, okay, this is something I can actually really do. Because going to Europe wasn't an option for, for a person like myself. It just wasn't available. And as he asks that question, he leaves us. <laughs> Listen, I think that's influential for me because I didn't know that story. I didn't know that you just kind of after you got injured, just was like, you know, kind of like, this is it. Because now that Jimmy's saying <clears throat> that you were like that good. And, you know, if he's saying that he went to the MLS and he did this or that, obviously saying that you obviously had the ability and the skill to do that and be there. You know, it was a big thing for me too, Gooch. I dealt with a lot of racism when I, mean, I had a name because I was the only black player on the field, right? And then I fought, I, I really was, I put things on my back, but when I say racism, on the field racism is cool. You know, like whatever, you call me the N word, I beat you up, I chase you, you kick, that's competition. But I was so frustrated with the coaches and what I had to do dealing with them, right? And I went to go play for a Jamaican national team. I actually went to a camp. And I went inside a camp. This is right after Jamaica went to the World Cup for the first time ever. And he sold a player named Bibby Gardner. Mm-hmm. So going so going to play for Jamaica for me was like, oh, you may I go play for my culture. You know, um, I mean, I, you know, I can really get a fair chance and play with people. And I had like the passion. And one of the treasurers, I ain't going to say his name, um, he stepped to me and he was like, listen, I can give you more caps on the national team, but you got to come and play. I mean, you graduate college and come play for my team. It was just called Hazard at the time. It turned into Portmore. Played for my team in Jamaica. And I was like, what? I was like, how much did we get? He told me like $300 a week. And when I saw there that it was a lot of bullshit there too. And I was just done with it, man. Like, And um, I just gave up a little, little bit too quick, right? If I would have kept on playing, I'm, no matter what could happen, I just had other aspirations. I had people around me who were in the music business. I had a love for marketing. I, I had a club that I was running during college. I was doing events. My college coaches and college players can tell you, you know, I had so much going on that, um, again, not having the MLS really, um, uh, like you said, three years when you guys came, it was a, it was a better, it was a, it was a better uh, model to say, okay, this is something that can be sustainable. I was just looking too far ahead. And, mm-hmm. um, and I had to go through years, Gooch, of feeling like, damn, look at these guys who I used to kill playing in the MLS or doing well. And eventually right. you have to get over that. And a lot of players go through what I went through and realize that, you know, everybody has their own journey, you know? Right. But I never stopped being a footballer. I just realized there's other things I can do in the game to help right. grow the game instead of actually playing and stuff. Well, it, it's good for me to know from another baller that had a professional career that, like, you were that guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I didn't know. I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't – State Team New York always was dominant, but you were obviously three years older, so I didn't yeah. experience your age group. I didn't know yeah, that yeah, East Coast yeah, yeah. New York team. Um, I just knew what the the reputation of New York teams were. But to hear a Philly dude give props to a New York dude in that time, that, that speaks volumes to the player that you were. So, all right. Today I'll give you your flowers. Today you get the flowers. Today you get the flowers. I want you to send me some real flowers, though. I'll give you I'll send you. Bees, you still wow. playing tennis? Bees, I, 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 I never thought I'd see the day. Bees, I was answering your question, but you have to listen to the podcast to get the answer because you went out again. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
Yo, my Wi-Fi is trash today. It was a really good question, man. So I want you to actually listen back when we uh, we put this podcast out, man. But uh, you know what I mean. But uh, it felt good to be back, fellas. Uh, we have so much to talk about, uh, so much to do this month. Um, again, uh, guys, make sure you go check out Bees on HBO Max and TNT uh, as the analyst for U.S. Soccer, women's and men's, which I think is good. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, also. Guys, I want you to write letters, put on social media. We're starting a campaign. I want to see Gooch in the seat of a GM of U.S. soccer. Uh, put it in the air. Not only put it in the air, we're going to put it in and uh, make some phone calls. And um, this is a situation where I, if I don't know you, Gooch, you're somebody who I, I would love to see in that position, offer your experience. And uh, I think what you can bring to the game of U.S. soccer. Right. So I appreciate that. I did not pay him for that, uh, but I appreciate those kind words. And I think that comes off the back of me so, giving him props for some being a fresh, good player. Some fresh blood. Some fresh blood. <laughs> yes, some fresh blood. Some fresh blood. Like, look, 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 look. If, if, if B says it, everybody's going to listen because you know exactly. what he said about you know what he said about the coaching. So I'm going to wait for him to announce that for me. <laughs> and, and, and B, tell, Apple, tell Apple TV we want to show on Apple TV too. <laughs> No doubt. Oh, but, but listen, man, somebody buy Bees a router. Uh, Bees, make sure you get yeah, back yeah, to wow. the state yeah, safely, wow. man. It's, it's been real, fellas. Please. Hey, rate us. Uh, follow yes, us. Uh, uh, what else is it? Uh, what, what else is there? Damn. Follow us. Like you used to be excellent. Like, 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 a, like us, follow us, rate yeah. us, share <laughs> us, all that stuff. It's the all crack, y'all. Bees. Until next time. Peace. Put the deuce in there. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.